Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one library-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today is Nick Jimenez from Back to the Future Minute. Hello. Hello. Happy Thor's Day. Yeah. Yes. So the first thing I want to mention about this minute is that uh, Gandalf is no conservator. He does not care about these scrolls. He's simply tossing around the room. He's He's drinking. He has like an open container. He's just like pulling them out of shelves haphazardly. I want there to be a scene where he like he's like eating soup and he's like putting the bowl of soup. Directly on, on, like, an old map. Yeah, or he, like, spills some soup on his beard and he, like, wipes it with a scroll. (laughs) Or, like, like he picks up something that's, like, definitely important but not what he's looking for. But, like, as he picks it up and folds it over, it just, like, disintegrates. And he's just, oh, well. He just kind of looks around. Yeah, he, like, sweeps it under a rug or something. Maybe, like, because... Maybe when you're as old as Gandalf, you just don't see things as precious the way other people do. I mean, he's... Uh, thousands, if not tens of thousands of years old. Yeah, like he's just like whatever. Yeah, but clearly he needs like the histories because that's why he's here, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he can't just like magic his way into being Meteor Man and just soak up the information. Meteor Man. That's a it's a terrible movie. Okay, but it's okay. <laughs> when I was in fourth, grade, I might be the only person who even will listen to this that knows what that movie okay. is, and we'll find out. Um. Yeah, the 90s were amazing. Uh, <laughs> the guy whose superpowers, he can touch a book and absorb all the information in the book. That is so useful. Including like, oh, that's a Kung Fu manual. I know Kung Fu. Oh, so it's like the Matrix. Yeah. Also kind of a character in Geek by Night that you haven't met yet, Norman. But I'm just thinking about, I don't like how similar that is. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> really hope really hope Scott never watches Meteor Man. <laughs> Uh, well, he uh, probably will now, now that we yeah. mentioned it on air. <laughs> no, no, that's right. He's totally listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Scott, don't watch Meteor Man. Yeah. Don't um, do it. So when I was watching this the first time in theater, I don't think I don't think I ever got more nerdy than when I was in like the fourth to fifth and sixth grade. <laughs> but just this just the idea of exploring an ancient library filled with runes and scrolls and books as a kid i was like oh my god i'd take me there right i still want to go there i love libraries i love libraries me too i love the smell of old books almost as love as almost as much as i love the smell of newly printed paper mm-hmm. there's a like there's an amazing <laughs> barnes and noble in fort worth Texas that looks like a castle. It's like two stories tall. What? I want to go there. Let's and go. Road it's trip. one of my favorite bookstore. Even though it's a, I feel, I feel bad naming it because it's like a chain. So like the hipster in me is like, eh, but it's like legit one of my favorite bookstores. And it's the first time I ever, I'll never forget going up the escalator and seeing um, a display of Lord of the Rings books. Do you remember the cover of when they would sell those mass paperbacks? Where it was that shot of the ring wraith on a hill, and it was like the moonlight was hitting it. Yeah, it was. That. I have the. Uh, I used to have the the other one that was released around that same time. That's just the close up on Sauron's fist around his mace and the ring being oh, highlighted. Cool. Yeah, because they they came out around the same time. Because mm-hmm. awesome. they released so many editions of that book so fast. You Isn't know, actually. One- Frodo's face on it too, like Air or Aragorn's face, or yeah. something like that. There's like there's the the individual paperbacks that have like. Frodo's face and 
in Gimli's face and Aragorn's face. Mm. You know, really talking in general is kind of probably responsible for my love of books as like objects, because I remember having like these big, huge, hard copy covers of like Alan Young illustrations and like, wait, no, that's Alan Taylor. And anyway, um, yeah, illustrations and like folklore and like, you know, drawings of Sauron and stuff and just pouring over them because yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, just losing yourself in a book. This is such a really cool experience. I know. I haven't, I haven't just, I haven't just let myself get lost in a book in a while. Yeah. It bothers me that the little old man is showing Gandalf everything where everything is with a torch. <laughs> no, because it's like thousand year old scrolls, two thousand year old. Actually, this that that scroll that Gandalf is reading would be like three thousand years old. Yeah. It shouldn't exist. None well, of these papers should exist. Well, no, because the way that you would be, it's like like medieval monks. They would just transfer over manuscripts. Oh, right? that's true. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, maybe when the papers are starting to get older, they just send like a page. Yeah, so no these monks just like yeah. So do these people just like not warn anybody like, oh, hey, I just copied over this this transcript uh, from from Isildur. We should try to find that thing. Is it gone? Where did he die? Let's go try to find that. Frank, where's the third age stuff? Oh, we uh, we we transferred that to Rohan. Remember, they asked for it. (laughs) Why did they need it? A Saruman was asking questions. Oh, damn it. No, 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 no. <laughs> he has to ride all the way to Rohan. Skip half the plot of the second book. Right. <laughs> it's like... Um, worm tongue, get the hell out of my way. <laughs> I used to... Uh, I worked at a half price books for a summer. And um, it was, it's, it's like... It's like, do you have any Isildur papers from the year 3434? <laughs> It's like, oh man, no, I'm sorry. We only have that in our in our Capel <laughs> store. Oh, I want to order it. Okay, <laughs> it's it's gonna take six weeks. <laughs> do you have an do you have an address? No, I don't have an address. Me, just like a forwarding address, and it's to the, in the Shire. Do, do you take American <laughs> Express? <laughs> does Gandalf have a home? Where does he live? Like, where does he sleep? Uh, the woods. That's why he's so dirty. Oh, okay. I would assume he sleeps in that cart. <laughs> he doesn't know. have the cart here. Oh, Where did he keep he, the cart? He probably he just up. ditched it somewhere. He, <laughs> he told Mary and Pippin to watch it and then walked away and went, that was a bad idea. And then they <laughs> burned it down. I need you to get rid of a cart for me. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so he so he studies. He's doing some hardcore Gilesing right now. Yeah, uh, there's Here another guy that would make great in these movies as like anyone as Anthony Stewart had. He would have fit yeah. right in. Anthony Stewart had has a line in the Sweeney Todd movie, and it always threw me off. Like yeah. I, I I watched I watched Sweeney Todd this past year on Netflix, and he just shows up and he goes, "Are you Mister Todd of Fleet Street?" And he's like, "Yeah." Good. He just walks away. I'm like, that was Anthony Stewart Ed. Yep. I do not remember that at all. Like the briefest of cameos. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you don't know that it's Anthony Stewart Head, it's just like a random moment. Yeah. 
Oh, you know why I think that never clicked is because I watched Sweeney Todd before I started watching Buffy. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. It's underrated. Um, Sweeney Todd, not Buffy. But Buffy is perfectly rated. <laughs> but I think I think Buffy I think, is well I think, rated. Yeah, well rated. But uh, when whenever people, a lot of people say that Tim Burton's last good movie was like Big Fish, and I think I think Sweeney Todd is actually like really good. I never even really think of Big Fish as a Tim Burton movie, but like That's it really, it's really like, is. It's the least Tim Burton-y movie that he's ever made. I mean, visually, yes, but structure-wise, no. No, yeah. It's I kinda... mean, Helena Bonham Carter's in it, even. Yeah, as like the one-eyed <laughs> witch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was um, – I was pretty young when that movie came. I was in sixth grade. That's one of my absolute was... favorite movies. I love it so much. But that was also, I think, one of the first movies I saw Helena Bonham Carter in. And I was like, who is that? She is gorgeous. And then being like, oh, she's in every Tim Burton movie. All of them. And Johnny Depp's always killing her. Yeah. Which is, has so many layers now. But anyway. For, yeah. So many layers. <laughs> like onions. Like, in, like a Shrek. <laughs> like a Shrek. <laughs> like a Shrek. <laughs> so now I can talk about the ministerial miniature. Yes. Oh, like a Shrek. <laughs> as nick continues doing his own thing soon it's going to become shrek his life and we don't need to go there oh, no. so minas tirith miniature uh barry osborne says in the commentary that he always he always imagines that shot of minas tirith with the light and the the side of the mountain oh, it's yeah. like it's like coming over the hill and looking at constantinople oh yeah it's gorgeous like the heart like the 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 hordes of like <laughs> no, not like a like, like an army. No, but like <laughs> like if you were a person coming over the hill and looking at Constantinople uh, in the morning light is the way he like imagines it in his mind because it's supposed yeah. to be like this this pinnacle of civilization in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Back when it was <laughs> Istanbul. Yeah, back when it was Istanbul. <laughs> well, no, it was originally Constantinople. Right. Now it's Istanbul. Okay. I mean, Minas Tirith's name changed. So and even old New York was once New Amsterdam. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we're good. Sorry, we're, all, we're, good. we're all on the same page. We are. We are all on the same page. Um, so you you mentioned earlier that the the background to Minas Tirith is a matte painting. Yeah, right? I believe that that's a matte painting with some digital effect picking up the lighting. And the birds. Uh, yeah. yeah, the tiny little birds. I believe there's a there's a lot of lot of matte paintings in the backgrounds of this movie. Yeah, it's like and the they're original all very Star Wars in that way. Yeah. And I, I didn't do something I said I was going to do, which was look up the name of the mountain. And, and another thing that really reminds me of – I mean we, we brought up – I brought up the Imperial March earlier. But what I love about this movie that uh, it does along a lot with um, kind of what New Hope does is you really get the sense that you are visiting this world in media res. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this universe has a history and a geography that is completely set up. But you don't need to know everything right now. Like what's important is Gandalf is looking for information. But you just get the sense that everything in this world has a history and a purpose. And it just does it, you know, for a young mind or even like, yeah, I mean, any age, but especially a young mind. It just it's just imagination fuel. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, continue. Oh, no, no. And the cool thing is, is, as we as you explain Every episode is like, you know, if you do have the hunger, it's all there for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they Peter Jackson and Philip O'Boyans also talk about briefly in the commentary that they at one point thought about titling locations on the screen 
that oh, uh, characters yeah. would go to, and then thought better of themselves and moved on. <laughs> and yeah, decided not to do that. You know what that reminds me of, though, is uh, Marvel Civil War. Yeah, Marvel Civil War did that. Yeah, because a yeah. lot happens in a lot of locations, and so it's just like... I feel like it... I feel like titling like that can be really distracting from what's going on. Like, you don't necessarily need to see the name of a place mm-hmm. to understand, like, oh, like, like you don't need to see the name of the prison in the middle of the ocean in Civil War. It's just, it's pretty obvious that this is, like, what kind of location that you're at. I don't think you really need to name it. Also, I think it helps in... The Civil- Raft? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. And I think it helps in Civil War that... Those are, I mean, in Civil War, those are real places. Yeah. So yeah. when yeah. Tony Stark is like, I think I know a guy, cut to Queens. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. But like, he's like, I think I know where I need to go. And then cut to Minas Tirith. Audience <laughs> would be like, that, where's that? What the hell is that? Yeah, that tells me nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it would almost kind of, it would almost kind of ruin everything so fluid right now. And so, I mean, ingeniously accessible for, for like, you know, mom and mom and dad and Arkansas going to the movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. That if you just add like Minas Mortal, <laughs> you know, people are like, that confuses me and I'm mad. And then they just like shut off. Like right. it's so it it so walks this balance of being dense but accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they they really go out of their way to try to keep the the movie fairly accessible to a casual yeah. viewer. Because they mm-hmm. and they steer clear of name dropping everything, yeah. even though it has like a proper noun in five different languages. Yeah, and they're all there, but you don't need to know it. Yeah, there, there's so many things that just never bothered to name, which is fine. which is fine because you don't need to name it unless no. it's a significant plot point. Exactly. Yeah, like I mean, because like the audience members they remember the mines of Moria, you know, right? Or the, the bridge of Kazadum. Right. Yeah, because like, oh, what's that? Or. And maybe because I maybe because I've seen this movie so many times, but like you remember Ian McKellen saying like in the year 34, 34 of the second age, you know, because right. <laughs> yeah. when you're a Shakespearean actor, you you learn how to make dates and places mean something. Yeah. Uh, another little thing about this minute is the street scene with Gandalf was filmed in the last uh, few months of filming because they hadn't built that set yet so he hadn't been gandalf the gray in like six, six months, months or yeah. more he'd been gandalf <laughs> the white so that's the first time he'd put the gandalf the gray costume back on in at least half a year if not more and do the did the scene walking around the streets of gondor on his way to the archive maybe uh, that's why he's just so like unnecessarily sloppy too because he's just like sipping out of the cup well and- no that was filmed Oh, you mean literally like the street one scene? Oh, just shot. the street scene. Just that street scene was filmed long after they had That's built so... Minas Tirith. Man, editing is so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that was filmed, you know, years apart from, or over a year apart mm-hmm. from him sitting in the library. I like that he's he looks kind of stumble drunk. Yeah. As he's kind of wandering through the street. <laughs> Place, places just going to go, up, places to go. Going up that staircase. Yeah. Well, maybe he's, he's been on that horse for so long. Yeah, that's true. He's a little bow-legged. He yeah. can't walk right. <laughs> oh, jeez. I've been riding that horse for six months. <laughs> Kill that horse. No, no. no. So I tried to find in the book where it talks about him going to Minas Tirith. Yeah. Uh, apparently in the commentary, Peter Jackson says that there's a... a he mentions it in the Council of Elrond. Yeah. 
Um, but what I did find in the book is that from Frodo's point of view, before Gandalf comes back uh, with all the exposition about the ring. So he, three years after the party, Frodo doesn't hear anything from Gandalf. Gandalf shows up again. And then there's like a year or two where Gandalf will pop in, say, hey, how you doing? Every few months or check whatever. Up, check, it, check up with him. And then just disappear again. And then there's a span of, over, it says over nine years where Frodo is just hanging out doing his Hobbit thing. And Gandalf is nowhere to be seen. Just watching nine Sam Garden. Yeah, over nine years. Wow. Which, in the the scheme of things, it must be, like, you know, 15. Are Hobbit lifetimes so uneventful that nothing in Frodo's life has changed in those nine years? Yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> it like, talks about... Like, I mean, Sam hasn't even gotten with Rose yet. What's right. taking him so long? Yeah, like and like like in the in the movie when Gandalf comes, you know, it's like, oh, so good, so safe. like, <laughs> like we're meant to. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> we're. I just pictured Ian McKellen in my brain. It's like, <laughs> just grungy, dirty face. Yeah, we all know that shot too. Well, like we're we're meant for for an audience perspective. No time has passed. Like it could have been right. a few hours, but in the book, it's nine years, and it's nothing is lost years. to the narrative. Yeah, because it talks about how the hobbits kind of are weirded out that Bilbo just disappeared and Bilbo becomes kind of like a tall tale. And they're like, okay, so Frodo should be respectable now. And Frodo is living in Bag End, but he's not really respectable. And he he doesn't age, basically. But to put this in perspective, though, talking about how hobbits view the passing of time. So Gandalf, the last time he leaves, he's gone for nine years. Over nine years. Over nine years. But when Bilbo was gone for a year, everyone just wrote him off as dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, after so, he... So, so at some point in those nine years, like like a year and a half's gone by with absolutely no visit, was Frodo like, Gandalf's probably dead. Well, I guess Gandalf <laughs> died because I haven't seen him. In um, like a year. But in the... Because in he the book, died. The, the Hobbits... They they write off Bilbo as dead again, yeah. right after he disappears, and because they're talking about it, and then Frodo throws. Oh, we haven't seen him for a few months. He must be dead. Yeah, Frodo throws Bilbo another birthday party. Yeah, and they're like, "Why aren't you mourning?" And Frodo's like, "Oh, he's not dead." And they're like, "Oh, he's crazy." <laughs> Bilbo's <laughs> so not some, dead. Some, he just went home. So, but just for some from from for for some listener perspective, nine years ago from now was October two thousand and seven. Think about oh my God. <laughs> it was my first Halloween in college. Think I was about, finishing up high school. <laughs> think about all of the people, places, things, events, triumphs, heartbreaks that have happened to you since October 2007. Right. That is how much time has gone in Frodo's life and nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah. He's like essentially the same person. <laughs> I am. I am an incredibly different person. <laughs> like that's that's just so weird to me that like that that just speaks so much to Hobbit culture, right? That yeah. in in a decade you don't change. <laughs> yeah. Oh hey, everything's Sam's still my gardener. I'm still kind of weirdly sexless, and, <laughs> and Sam still hasn't gotten with that Hobbit girl Rose, yeah. the only girl that we ever talk about in the books, <laughs> the only girl Hobbit that's ever named. <laughs> Oh, other, than, uh, other than other uh, than Lobelia, Lobelia Sackville Baggins. <laughs> oh, Tolkien. 
I think that's a reflection, though, of small town life. Because having yeah. lived in a small town for the past three years, it literally oh, sure. like like stuff will happen, and but it, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's literally like nothing. Like, oh, they repaved that yeah, road I mean, finally. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, look, we have an In and Out now, isn't that, isn't that right? Crazy? Yeah. <laughs> if only. Yeah. I know I'm missing it. Man, isn't there? A, I mean, I mean, look at Stars Hollow. I mean, kind of, unless you died, you're kind of still living there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to the same coffee shop. Everyone's talking to the same people. And Lane still plays the drums, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's Gilmore know. Girls. Uh, oh, yeah. We didn't even name what we were talking about. That's how it goes. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's okay. I can be lost. I've only seen like half of the original series of Gilmore Girls. So That's a lot. That's, That's like a seven season show. That's more yeah. than I've seen. I, I mean, like, I used to just, I used to just like watch an episode here and there. Because I used to watch the CW and, and wait. Well, it was the WB at the time. Yeah. And uh, wait for Angel or Buffy to come on. <laughs> what a magical time for television where you could watch yeah. Gilmore Girls while waiting for Buffy to be on. Yeah. It's like 2005? Something 2003? Like that. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. I remember. I remember. A simpler time. Man, I mean, first... so all of Buffy aired in between the time Frodo saw Gandalf in the book. <laughs> All of Buffy and Angel aired. Yeah. Hello, Gandalf. I've just been watching all of Buffy. <laughs> I've just been watching all of the Buffyverse. Weekly. Yeah. Like, not even, like, binging it. Just just as it came out. Just. <laughs> I finished it. It's good. You want to sit down and marathon it with no, me? No, goddammit, no! <laughs> Where's that ring? Throw it in the fire! <laughs> burn it! Burn it! <laughs> God, <laughs> such a weird book. Well, that's just like that's the one section where it's just like such an incredibly massive amount of time goes by. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, months go by in Rivendell, but not not almost two decades. It's literally two pages. Just two pages. Like, well, yeah, Frodo's weird. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nearly two decades go by. What ifs? Whatever. It's a, a year, a paragraph for two pages. Yeah. It took me like two minutes to read it. I was like, oh, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no wonder we missed it. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I, there's a little thing in the background of this scene, too, that I really like, which is that they uh, they show you Gandalf's hat sitting on his staff, leaned up against a chair. Oh, and yeah. The hat, and the hat is perfectly pointy and unwrinkled. Do you think at some point he gets... Like, his hat is perfect. When he's, like, he's like cramming for his midterms, he just looks over at the hat and just starts talking to it. And the librarian just kind of pops his head in and then's like, oh. Well, well, hat, my old friend. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, you have a look at this. It just starts, like, talking like the sorting hat. Yeah. <laughs> look over there. <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you, if you take uh, Lord of the Rings and Middle-Earth as Tolkien intended to be and to be, a, like, a... Uh, a mythology for England, then they are in the same universe. Totally. That's true. Huh. Then the then magic has that long of a tradition. But the earth is flat still. <laughs> yes. It's slowly rounding out. The earth is still flat. <laughs> like That would yes. be cool if like if like at at one point I just I just got done watching um well yesterday I went to go see the new uh, Ouija movie, which is really good. And um the director of the Ouija movie also directed that movie Oculus with Karen Gillan. 
And that um, was produced by WWE Studios. That's so yes, weird. yeah. The, and um, so the Oculus is all about like an evil mirror. And in the basement of this family, you can see the mirror like like just leaning against a wall. Oh, from Oculus? <laughs> yeah, from Oculus. It's just like a really cool little Easter egg. And Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. They have two horrifying <laughs> objects know, in like, Rome. But um, I would love it if at Hogwarts you just saw like an oil painting of Gandalf at some point. Just, like, That'd be amazing. Right, like the headmasters of Hogwarts, but like as an Easter egg, there's like an oil painting of Gandalf on the wall with all of them. Mm. Yeah. Or just was... even like one of the tinier portraits that you see, because there's like thousands and thousands of portraits on the walls. Yeah. That would have been yeah, really it's cool. Like... But uh, licensing with the WB. WB yeah. Uh, or it's like how in uh in like in they're in, owned by the same it's own it's all the same studio. Well, it's new but line. Like in uh and JJ Abrams Star Trek you can see uh, like a little R2D2 floating through space. Right. <laughs> no, I think WB has uh distribution rights now. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Who knows? Not I. <laughs> Not I. All right. All right. Any more tangents? I don't think so. I think we no, should. No, let's wrap. We have one more day left, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can find us on duelinggenre.com. Email us your thoughts, questions, concerns, any anything, uh, at contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. We're on Twitter, L-O-T-R Minute, Tumblr, L-O-T-R Minute.tumblr.com. We have a Facebook page as well as a listener group where some cool discussions keep happening. So keep it up. You guys are really awesome. I really like the listener community. Um, and you will too. Uh, check us out on iTunes and give us a five-star review if you have a moment. Um, Nick and I co-host The Doctor's Companion, which is a Doctor Who podcast that we talk yes. about Doctor Who with Scott. Um, we're doing uh, Classic Who right now. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, Nick and Scott host Back to the Future Minute. They're on a hiatus, but they have two movies worth of episodes to check out uh, in your downtime. Yeah. And we have uh, Geek by Night, and we're in the middle of our first season of Geek by Night, uh, but we're still taking a little bit of a life hiatus, but it should be back soon. And you can check us out on Patreon. We can access that from duelinggenre.com slash support, as well as a one-time PayPal donation button. And we also have merch. Uh, not for this, but other podcasts. And special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Happy Thursday. You're almost to the weekend. Happy Thursday. <laughs>